Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 418. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight, and that's just not any kind of football. It's Canadian football. Yeah, I know something's happening down in America. They're, they're in some playoff or some stupid thing going down. Like, seriously, who the fuck cares? Yeah, it's still kind of football, and some people do like to watch it. But, you know, I don't know. How, 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 do, you, how do you do that? You know, it's just... Okay, well, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to criticize anybody who watches American football because there's no Canadian football on. And I actually found a guy from the Lower Mainland in Vancouver area who uh, prefers the NFL over the CFL. And I said, are you stupid? And he said, no, not really. But, you know, it's just kind of a thing for me. I went, okay, well, whatever. Um, yeah, I got nothing to rant about tonight. I, I'm not going to pick on the NFL because I don't care. Um and uh, I'm really not been following the CFL this week because it's so fucking cold up here. And uh, I've been dealing with kind of crises and emergencies and trying to feed my horses and keep them watered and out there in my little snow pants, my car hearts and all sorts of stuff and uh, dealing with water. Today, I got so sprayed with soaked with water, my knees wouldn't bend and because uh, it froze solid like I was just a big icicle on each leg. So I had to walk from the hips to get back to the house. It was disgusting. Okay. So anyhow, it's pretty cold here. It's, it, it's not prairie cold, which is like minus 40. Uh, it's, it's, it's BC cold at minus 25. So I think minus 25 in BC is pretty cold and uh, yeah, a little bit of wind, but not much. So we're not really going to whine and cry about that either. Um, anyhow. So, yeah. So I've been busy with the weather and kind of doing that kind of stuff and putting things together and trying to keep the workshop warm and get some wood in the stove and yeah, all sorts of big bizarre things looking for something to do need a new contract kind of out of work right now so you know hey anybody need any loggers fallers truck drivers uh bulldozer operator excavator uh submarine pilot anything like that yeah i'm looking for anything like that just uh, let me know uh anyhow let's open up the board and talk to the the boys uh I, I know everybody's got bad weather right now it's cold in in winnipeg it's cold in calgary and it's it, it's snowing in abbotsford <laughs> oh sorry charles welcome to the show buddy how you doing yeah i don't find it all that funny but you know right now it's actually not snowing it has been snowing but uh right now we just got crazy winds right now with which is Making the wind chill factor down to minus 20, which still isn't as cold as where Mark or Will is, but um, it for here it's ridiculously cold, especially with that wind chill. But we're about to get relief apparently starting tomorrow, so it's going to warm up. So it's only been like this for a couple of days. So I guess we can. This will probably be the only two days of the year we have um, we have uh, like this. So I think we could probably put up with it. Okay. Hey, I, I got something for you guys, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, 
cops, RCMP, cops, any type of them, okay? And I'm okay with that, and it, it's personal opinion, and it's just be personal experience and everything else. And if you're a cop, that's okay. You do what you got to do. Um, but I'm really kind of pleased with the Nanaimo RCMP right now. Did you see their post that they put out? Their, I did. Their okay? And, I, and I'm going to read it because it's really kind of funny. Uh Ah, the recent post of Luring to the... Oh, that's not it. Where is it? Uh, I've lost it. I lost it. I'll have to go back uh, and find it. It should be on the group chat, because Todd Moley... It's on the group chat. Uh, posted did, did, it did Todd, Todd posted it? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's go over there, just because... Whoa, where is it, Todd? should be right above the I knew the it agenda. came from somewhere. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. Weather alert. Please avoid committing crime while we are dealing with snow today. It's really cold outside, and we'd really prefer it if you do something nice for a change, like, I don't know, build a snowman or something. They're calling for more snow tomorrow, so please refrain from doing bad things tomorrow. Okay. So now what happened was uh, that was actually not the Nanaimo RCMP that put that out. Okay. Uh, they they turned around. I thought it was really cute. And then they turned around. The recent post alluding to it being a snow day and to refrain from criminal activity was not created or posted by the Nanaimo RCMP. An on, online satirical outfit has claimed responsibility. We have contacted them concerning our displeasure, and we apologize for any confusion. Okay? But, but... A bunch of the other RC, uh, uh, police departments jumped on board, like Abbotsford. And he said, yes, what the Nanaimo RCMP said. Squamish said, us too. Burnaby said, we agree. So, you know, may, may, maybe Nanaimo should be so quick to put these guys in their place, right? I think it's kind of funny. Anyhow, um, yeah. Sorry, I had to do this. This was just kind of funny. Okay, carry on. Sorry, Charles, go ahead. Abbotsford, you guys got, like, lots of snow down there. It's not supposed yeah, to snow we do. in that area. Very it's rare. Not like to I snow said, there. it's probably going to be the only time we get a real amount of snow this year. But in the last three days, it's been uh, pretty big. Uh, but the one good thing that I've got is because we've had steady winds of between 40 and 60K since Monday. So one of the good advantages of that is that when the snow falls and the wind is blowing, the wind blows it right off the sidewalk, so it's a whole lot less to shovel. So I went out to yes. shovel this morning, and half the sidewalk, where three-quarters of the sidewalk was so bare because all the snow had blown away. So I didn't mind that. But the winds were a pain in the ass, and they still are, because they're blowing like crazy, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I understand that, and I used to live down there, and uh, I don't actually feel sorry for you guys, but that's okay, besides the point. I just think oh, it's well. kind of funny. I know, I know, I'm having fun yeah. with this. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I've, here's some observations. Number one, your buddy who said he liked the NFL better than the CFL, I agree with him, because currently all I watch right now is NFL games. That's because there's oh, no CFL games because on. there is no CFL games. Maybe yeah. that's why, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Um, so here, here's a question for you guys. Riddle me this, Batman. How come professional football players, when they retire, they usually, offensive linemen especially, they usually get skinnier? 
Yeah. Why do NHL hockey players get fatter? What's the reason behind that? Well, because the linemen don't run that much when they're playing football. They just kind of stand there, right? So then as they – when they retire, they actually move around, maybe go shopping or something like this, and they get some exercise. So they get a little skinnier. Where hockey players are skating really hard all day long, getting lots of exercise, moving all along. And then Mm -hmm. when they retire, they kind of walk around and do some shopping and, you know, kind of do that. And it's not near as much exercise as what they had when they were playing hockey. Okay. What do you think? There you go. That's a reasonable thought. Inability, sure, you know, if they both retire and do exactly the same plus. thing, the hockey player's going to get fat and the lineman's going to get skinny. Yep. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Anyways. Okay. So, but, do, yeah, do, you ever, so. do you ever pay attention to those, those memes? Uh, that smudge the cat and that uh, yelling bitch, what's her name, Karen? Ooh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Ooh. No that idea. chick from from housewives that points and is screaming with the hysterical and then the little white cat and that the woman says something really stupid. And then the cat kind of goes, looks at her and goes, you're an idiot. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I the only one? Must be a, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, Tony, uh, Dijanae is uh, a member of this, this group. So anyhow, uh, this this one's got Karen yelling at her, and he says the Flat Earth Society has members from around the globe. And the cat goes, "Say that again, slowly, Karen, okay. and think you know real hard about it." Yeah, that's the woman yelling at the cat. Okay, I got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait uh, a second, I, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love these things. It's so funny. Anyhow, think about that real slogan, Karen. You're a dumb bitch. Okay, moving on. And not, oh that's God. not every Karen. That's just this now. particular one. Oh, my okay. God. Did you say what? that? Wow. What? <laughs> Nothing. Well, I it's think okay. everybody says that about her. Well, not on the radio. They don't. <sighs> just saying. But that's okay. Uh, we're not you'll really the on the radio. You'll get the hate mail. You'll get the hate mail, not me. I always get the hate mail, Okay. So, uh, hey, we got one more person to introduce here. Mark, 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 Winnipeg Mark. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. I'm amazed it took you so long to figure out the meme there. Everybody to clue into that one. For everybody to clue into the meme that you're talking about. I I thought everybody had seen these things, right? They're hilarious. There's actually a website or a Facebook group that just posts these memes. (laughs) Um, You know, you were talking about the NFL and blah, blah, blah. To quickly go on a side note of that, did anybody watch the NCAA championship game? I did. What sport? Christopher? Football. Christopher, there was over 500 500 yards in offense with five minutes to go in the second quarter. It was crazy. (laughs) It was just insane. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I never criticized NCAA. No, 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 not at all. I was just wondering if you watched it. It was awesome football. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're more like the CFL than anything. The NCAA is just awesome. Oh, yeah. Of course right. they are. Yeah. 
And hey, the, the uh, CFL got a shout-out. Yeah, the CFL got a shout-out at the end of the game from the winning quarterback. He did, yeah. did. Yeah, correct. His dad won a Grey Cup, and he mentioned it. Yeah, with Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of the guy. But... What was his dad's name? Burrow. Um, Burrows. I just Burrow. trying to remember his first. I think it was, was it John Burrows or something like that? Something like that. Or Someone Jim posted or a Jim picture Burrow. of him. Like, group when yeah. did he win in 1926? No, in the 70s. Yeah. Never heard Someone of posted a pic. Someone posted no. a pic for in the group. I'm going to try and find it. Yeah, he played with Montreal. Yeah. Okay. That was just fun football to watch. It was crazy. Okay, so should we talk some football here? Yep. We should. One dead, two injured after a shooting in Winnipeg. Oh. And? I don't know. Why is that becoming That's, a, that's a typical night at a breakfast restaurant. I was just going to say that's Monday. Yeah. Oh, here it oh, is right yeah. here. Two-time Eastern All-Star and Grey Cup champion Jimmy Burrow, father of uh, national championship winning quarterback Joe Burrow. He played for the Montreal Alouettes. He played in that game in 77 where they did the staples in the shoes. So apparently he was an all-star. Awesome. Good for him. Yep. Good for the CFL oh. if they get a shout out yep. with several million people listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I'd love to see what the uh, what the uh, what the uh, come on, Will. What was the word you were going to use? Use your words, Will. How many? That's what I say to my three-year-old. I know how many people googled CFL right after he made that comment to find out what it was. (laughs) Exactly. Did they? Maybe it was the guy that. Hey, maybe it was the guy that tweeted Lemon wanting to know if he was still playing overseas in the CFL. Did you see that one on Twitter? No. No. Yeah, some one of his buddies thought Canada was overseas. Yeah. Well, it is kind of technically. <laughs> well, Lake Superior is pretty big. Okay, it could be considered a sea. Hudson's Bay is pretty big. Okay, come on. Yeah, but Canada is between United States and Hudson Bay, so you can't count that I one. Know. Where Lake Superior is, well, yeah, but where does where does he come from? Because yeah, I guess he did. I'm not Canada a geography Hudson's major either. Now, if you were Santa Claus, Hudson Bay is between us. <coughs> if you okay. lived in Toronto, yeah, or maybe Winnipeg. I'm, I'm going to file that in my useless information file for down the road when I'm bored in <laughs> a conversation. I can just bring that up. Yeah. Did you know Santa Claus is between Hudson's Bay or Hudson's Bay is between us and Santa Claus? Christopher, yeah. Christopher, I what? need to inform you of something. What's that? There, there is no Santa Claus. Sorry. Did I oh, burst your bubble? And you believe in essential oils. What's the difference? <laughs> Okay. 
whatever. And I still think my hair is brown and it's still all there. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Uh-huh. Don't rain on my parade. It's my fantasy and leave it alone, okay? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, exactly. let's talk about football. How does that sound? Okay. Daddy Machocha is hired as a GM in Montreal. Anyone surprised? Is this the right move? Well, <laughs> I don't think Will Why is. Why do you find this funny? I don't find this funny. I thought Daddy Machocha is a good su- call for it's Montreal. Not su- it's not surprising, and it is the best call Montreal could have made. Will, yeah. I think, brought this up before. Yes. Yeah, I, we all have. He's, he's for French, a long time. and people like French in, in Montreal. Did you notice? Okay. I did. I do. Yeah. I know this. I, I, this is a fact. I hope him and I hope him and uh, Safari get along well. Okay. I really hope they do get along well. Well, we're gonna so, find out. I, I wonder yeah. how Kahari Jones's uh, um, French classes are coming. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. He speaks universal language. He speaks love, Christopher. Well, that's ah, what I was okay. wondering. The lovable like, Ka- kind of guy. Did Kahari Jones just get a little more nervous now with this hire? Because this guy, of course, um, Machocha's coaching experience, too. So, Well, and I've heard that Machocha was looking for both jobs. So, which, yeah, which, what? The, He got two jobs, and he didn't he get president and GM? Uh, nope. No, they hired another no, guy. Just the GM. No, okay, so they guy. hired a president and a GM, but Machoch is only yep. one of them. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that's if Mario Sinchini is president. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of him, so. Yeah, neither have I. Right. Okay, if are they we. If Kahari Jones, they're screwed. Watch the X oh, yeah. players leaving that team if they fire Kahari. Well, yeah, I, I, bet, I, I think he's okay you, for I a while. Montreal's Canadian content is going to be much better with Machocha. Oh, yeah. I would think he's dialed into Canadian players, anyways. So. Okay, so. Hey, I got a question here. Of, go ahead. Rick, are you listening to the podcast? Is that why you posted this, sent this to me? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Never mind. Somebody sent me something, and it was had to do with the RCMP in Nanaimo, and I'm just wondering if he's listening to the podcast or it was just a coincidence that he texted me this. So, if Rick, if you're if you're there listening to the podcast, let me know, okay, buddy? Okay. Anyhow, sorry. Yeah. Daddy Mitchell is not a surprise. No. And there will be a lot of French Canadian players playing for Montreal now, which is ideal for them. Well, there so, always is. I, mean, I bet you there'll be a lot it. of. Danny Machocha be a lot of knows University Canadian of talent. Montreal players. Yes, he does. I mean, seriously, like he knows Canadian talent. He knows how to find Canadian players. I mean, the the Caribbean have been in a. a a rock solid football team for as long as Danny's been there. Big question: yep. Who are they going to hire now? Jacques Chapelain? There's no doubting his te- his knowledge of the Canadian football game and the talent that's there. It's when he was coaching that things went south. As a yeah. GM, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's I a great hire. No, as a GM. <laughs> yeah, I have no problems with this hire. I think it's a good move. Way to go, Wally. If he if he were to go into coaching, well, there's that endearing image of the look on his face when he jumped yeah, up my, and then collapsed. My question is: Joe Mack still involved in the organization or not? He is. What at this point in time? At yeah. this point in time. Interesting. Ex- expect some axes to fall in that city when uh, Danny gets behind the desk. Uh, first one should be him, but I doubt it will be. He seems to be able yeah, to. Yeah, you never know. Lead. Yeah, Machocha is an ego guy, so I'm sure he'll want to get rid of anybody who threatens him. So You would think so. Yep. But he does have good connections, which is at least, well. I mean, at least in Canadian college. I don't know what his connections are like down in the U.S., but certainly in the Canadian college with being working there for a while. So that could be advantageous, especially yep. for the French-Canadian players like you were saying. Yep. Uh-oh. I give okay. him three years and 90 Three years and 90% of Montreal's offensive line will be French-Canadian offensive linemen, guaranteed. Oh, mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. it'll take that long? Well, you know, well they started some of the guys. One guy today. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It, it may be. Let, let's just say by the opening of training camp, <laughs> none of this three year okay. shit. <laughs> opening of this year's training camp. You know, the nice thing about this year is I'm pretty much convinced that there's not going to be any coaching changes two days into the season or a week and a half before the season or anything like that this year. You can pretty much bet on that. You would think so. So, Well, how many teams have declared their coaching staff now? Montreal, Edmonton. BC. 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 Saskatchewan. Did Saskatchewan? I know Winnipeg hasn't. I, yeah, I thought Winnipeg did. did. Maybe not. No, they haven't yet. I haven't seen Saskatchewan. No. I thought I saw Calgary Saskatchewan, hasn't. but I can't remember. Calgary hasn't because I think they're still scrambling. So I think Winnipeg's waiting on um, what to do with Richie Hall or what he wants to do. Why? Mm, have we not been over this a million times? Co- uh, O'Shea is that loyal to his staff and his friends. It'll be up to Richie Hall. If Hall wants to retire, he'll leave if he wants to stay. I think he should retire too, but they've got the heir apparent, but who knows. Why would Richie Hall retire? He's at least 10, 15 years younger than uh, Stubler. (laughs) (laughs) So he's 76? And Stubler's 104, right? <laughs> Richie Hall's not that old, is he? He's in his 60s, for sure. Yeah. And he's been in the CFL since his 20s. He's 59. Yeah, oh, there okay. he is. He's a year and older you, than old us. How old was he when he started? What was his age in his 12 year? <laughs> 12. He was 12. Okay, what, as a coach? He started in no, Saskatchewan in 94. As a player. As a player, he started in the Calgary Stampeders in 83. 
So he's been in the CFL basically since 1983. Wow. Yep. There you go. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> I was still in time. high school. That's about 35 years. That's not that long. Yeah. It's a career. You should retire. Hey, hang on here. Hang on a second. Just because just I think you guys are a little silly and ridiculous. Um, as a player, Wally started in 72, okay, 11 years sooner than Richie Hall, and he just retired last year. Okay? Yep. Okay, and well, Wally, Wally's 69 right now, okay? Now, as an, another example, let's look at Rich Stubler, okay? Because I'm pretty sure Rich Stubler was Richie Hall's coach when he was playing in 83, you sure he wasn't coaching when they had leather helmets? Yes, he was coaching when they had leather helmets. Yeah, it, it, Richie Hall started coaching in 1971. Okay? He is only a year older than Wally. He's 70 years old right now. Okay? He started in the CFL in 83 with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He started coaching in the CFL the year Rich Stubler or uh, Richie Hall started playing in the CFL. Okay. Been around for a long yeah. time. It just show you know what that shows you how much the CFL recycles coaches over and over and over and over and over. Okay, so he's played with he's he's coached Hamilton, Toronto, Edmonton. BC, uh, Calgary. Who are we talking about now? Rich Stubler or or? Yeah, we're talking about Rich Stubler right now. Okay. Okay. You want to go back to Richie Hall? I can do that too. No, that's okay. And he he doesn't have that many. He's Saskatchewan and Edmonton, and then Winnipeg and Calgary. And those those teams keep recycling him. Like he's been. You know, to Saskatchewan three, four times. He keeps bouncing back and forth. Yeah. He's, he's currently unemployed. As, well, he's probably coached as long as he's been going to Jenny Craig, okay, which I bet she's been <laughs> going there for a long time. So, yeah. anyways, that's a terrible comment, Will. It was. It was, Will. Uh, but how, he is a good you, coach. How could you say he something like that? He is a good like coach. I, I like Rich Stubler. I've always liked his defenses. He's yeah, always he's had great, his defenses. He's had great are, defenses. He, oh. Time has passed him defenses. by. He's not keeping thing. up with modern. Last year, he was rushing three defensive linemen the whole year. I mean, the O-line stood him up and said, not today. You know, you cannot continue to do the same shit you did 20 years ago. Things have changed. Yeah, but... Yeah, it but in my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion, Rich Stubler was BC's best coach last year. So, oh come on, Nick Lewis. No, what are you talking about? Nick Lewis, give me a break. And Nick Lewis is out of a job. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, by his and own making. Oh, so is Rich for Stubler. good reason. I, I keep on wondering if if uh, if Nick Lewis is going to show up in Calgary this year. Nope. Because they got rid of Peter Costanza, so I can guarantee it. No, he got rid of the guy from from uh, from Seinfeld. 
Costanza? Yes. Costanza. Yes. Wow. Why would they do that? He, it was he his choice. He wanted, he wanted, he wanted to a, go on to better things. Nick Lewis, Lewis wanted to move on to better things. And if you've been That's in Calgary for 12 years, if you've been into Calgary for 12 years and you don't ever get a promotion when all these other guys do, you know the writing's on the wall. So, yep. Uh, Nick Lewis is concentrating on his website, and he has a, I don't know if it's a podcast or what it is, uh, um, but he put a comment out on Twitter that he's stepping away from coaching for a couple of years. Hmm. So. He was only in coaching for a year, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Yeah. Christopher, so, anyway, not whatever. on his website? His Facebook site I haven't seen his website, but I, I, I know him. Know. I've known a couple of organizations. He, he's, he's a. Um, I don't want to call this because I really like Nick. Um, he's, he's a multi-level guy. Multi-level. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a network marketer. Okay. Yeah. So and and he's been in some good organizations and uh and, and done very well for himself in them and, and I'm not going to I'm not dissing him for that because I know a lot of people don't like them. Um uh, Nick's done done well in a, in a couple of them and uh so be it. But that's that's kind of where he's uh he's put most of his actions are and he's uh he's done a lot of work with this um this uh PTSD or whatever it is with uh, football mm-hmm. players. Concussion, yeah, concussion Con- syndrome stuff, yeah. Concussion TV. syndrome stuff, and he's got yep. a product that he's marketing that yep. um, alleviates some of the pain and suffering. So that's allegedly, that's what, allegedly, allegedly, and that's what mm-hmm. uh, he he was do, focusing on the last time I had a chat with him. And I know he got mad at me over something that I said on on the, the Facebook group, and he he left the group and defriended me and everything else. I mean, people got to stop taking shit serious, but you know, hey, so be it. You didn't talk about kids in Saskatchewan, did you? Christopher, come on. There, there's a lot of people, but you know, a lot of people that, that take offense. No, I wasn't talking about kids in Saskatchewan. No. Okay. Okay. Speaking Good. of kids in Saskatchewan, did anybody hear system. what ha- ever happened to Jerome Messam? Did he ever get go his day in court and whatever happened I've to him? I've heard nothing about that. No, he was I haven't heard anything. The, he was coaching the U18 Canadian team last year or something like that, or U19. Was he? Good for him. Yeah. 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 That went away, I guess, because we've never heard anything about it. But he's out of the CFL, so it's not a big headline anymore, so nobody bothered with it. Yeah. It ended his yeah, career. Not... That was too bad. So, whatever. Yeah, there's nothing on on his Wikipedia page about his uh, uh, problems with the law. I just just posted a couple of comments about from Lewis onto the group page, onto our page. Yeah. When? Just just like now? Just yeah, like a minute ago. Huh? For Lewis. Yeah, we'll just saw it. Yeah. Personally, I don't think Jerome Messam did anything wrong, but that's beside the point. Um, okay, 
Oh, there's hell to pay for that one. Yeah, you're going to catch that one. No, I'm going to catch that one? Which one? What'd you do now, Christopher? Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just pretty sure that it's going to happen. Okay, uh, we're still talking about Danny Machocha and uh, Montreal. And anyone surprised this is the right move? I think we all like this move, don't we? Uh, Mark, you didn't say much. Yeah, no, I love this move. It's a smart move. You need it's going to help get people in the stands. Dan's in the seats. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. His Canadian knowledge is awesome. As a GM, I think it'll be fine. Just don't go to coaching. Long yeah, as he stays hard. GM, it'll be perfect. Don't he did win a great cup, didn't he? Mm, I don't know. Did he yeah. win the great cup or did his yeah, former? Two thousand and five. Yeah, and who was the former regime that built that team? Because you got to look at what happened after two thousand five. That was yeah, well, uh, Tom Hagen, or he would have been the coach. I don't know the GM. He was the coach. Tom Higgins got hosed. Yep. I like Tom Higgins. I think he should be back in the CFL, but nobody seems to like the guy. Yeah. His I don't name know why. never comes up in, when when there's coaching openings. His name never comes up anymore. Well, it does. No. I, I, I bring, bring it up. In, you, you do, no, but like, no credible news source says anything right. about him. What, you're calling it? We're not a credible news source? Are you kidding? I don't think so. I don't know. Oh. Well, we're a lot more credible than Three Down Nation. I thought that. I was bigger than the I thought I was bigger than the Waggle. Man, I'm disappointed now. Well, I think you are bigger than the Waggle. Davis Sanchez is still <laughs> was a DB, wasn't he? He's just a little shit. Yeah. You also have more hair yeah. than he does. Uh, true that too. Marginally, but you know. Okay. Can we move on? Okay. Yes, please. Yes, okay. Scott Milanovic has announced his coaching staff, including Noel Thorpe as defensive coordinator. What do we think of their staff? Well, I think Noel Thorpe is one of the most brilliant defensive minds in the CFL at this point in time. Why is he not a head coach? Why did Orlando Steinauer get a job? Why did Rich... Campbell get a job. Why is everybody else getting head coaching jobs and everybody is ignoring Noel Thorpe? And, like, why? Right? His name rarely gets mentioned anymore. It used to be he was the number one candidate. He was the number one candidate to being a head coach. And now nobody talks about him. Now he just bops around as defensive coordinator, whether it's with Montreal, Ottawa, now Edmonton. No promotions, no demotions. He's just got the same job, and he's just moving around. Is that is is this like it's over for him? And he's just now he's a career defensive coordinator, and that's where it's going to be. And why is that? I've heard that he doesn't play well with others. So yeah. did his is, contract is that the case? expire in Ottawa? Did it expire? I don't know. Did it? Because well, I, I thought you couldn't move uh, horizontally in the CFL. Well, it was either expired or he was released. Oh, okay. 
You know? There was never a comment about him being released, so his contract must have just been up. Yeah. Interesting. He was, let's just say he was a free agent. I like Edmonton's coaching staff. I I think Edmonton's coaching staff is excellent. Okay. I mean, who on there do you like and who on there do you not like? Okay, let's do it this way. Okay, you're saying Edmonton's coaching staff is excellent. What's making it excellent? A.J. Gass is a special teams coordinator? That's an interesting pick. No, two guys are making it really, really interesting. And you know who those hey, two I'm guys are? Demetrius Maxey? No, Scott Milanovic and Noel Thorpe. Okay? That's it. We know what those two guys are going to do. Okay? Winston October. The rest is just, the rest is just Derek fodder. Oswald. So then how can you say that you like the uh, the coaching staff? You just like two people. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we, right? I mean, seriously, and who is going to be the offensive coordinator? Is that going to be uh, Scott Milanovic? Scott Milanovic, of course. And Winston October is the passing game coordinator. That is correct. And he was the same last year. I think he had that last year, too. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. So, you know, it comes up again. Why are head coaches insistent on taking coordinators' roles. I was just going to say that because I've seen that a few times now, and it just doesn't make sense to me. I've been barking this one for six years. Okay, I've been barking this one since it. Kent Austin did it in Hamilton a hundred years it's ago. Pretty, it's pretty simple why. They don't trust anybody. Well, no. they're Okay, if you're a head coach... There's a 99.99999% chance that you're an A-type personality, okay? Yeah. And they want control, man. Mm-hmm. And and they either take control of one side or the other side. And they like to run it. And then let the other guys do what they want to do on the uh, opposite side of the ball. Fifteen years ago, this was have... not a discussion topic. Fifteen but years ago, this didn't a... happen. You, you, what do you mean, fifteen the, years ago, it didn't the, happen? Who? Who? Fifteen years ago, what head coach was an, uh, was a uh, coordinator? Ever? I don't know. Yeah. Google it. I have no clue. <laughs> but you say okay. that they want control, but yet they're the head guys. They got the final say on everything. So ultimately, they have full control, even if yeah. they yeah, have a coordinator they, but, working but underneath they it. Don't, but they don't have full control. They want to. Why call not? The they plays. have the final say. They want to call the plays, or call the defenses, or whatever. They don't want anybody in between. That's what it comes down to. But on the other hand, I think weaker head coaches get coordinators because they can always fire them if their season goes sideways, because you're not going to fire the head coach if there's an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. It was 2013. It was only seven years ago that Kent Austin was 
the head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And he was also the offensive coordinator. And that is the first year that I said, what the fuck is going on here? And every year since then, whether it's been Chris Jones, whether it's been Jason Moss, whether it's been even Mike Gaucher took over the special teams coordinator's job in Winnipeg. I mean, it's like, seriously, what's the matter with you? Is your ego that big? It must, I don't know what it is. Yes. The team's that cheap? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes and yes. I don't know. You think back to the 80s and, like, Don Matthews, I who, mean, is, hey, who is considered one of the one uh, of the biggest – one of the biggest faults of upper management is that they don't delegate things, right? Mm. And this is the same thing. Upper management who do not delegate Hello? usually aren't upper management yep. for very long. That's, yeah, that's true. And like the point I was just going to make that uh, you go back to um, uh, Don Matthews, like back in the 80s, who was a defensive genius, considered a defensive genius, who won five straight Grey Cups as a defensive coordinator. He was never the defensive coordinator when he was a head coach of a team. He always had a defensive coordinator uh, working underneath him. It's a mentorship. It's a mentorship Mm -hmm. program to to create better coaches. How can you do that if there is no... Apprentices. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely well, asinine. That's why I like the bombers coaching staff. They all have designed roles. Every single one of them. Is Mike O'Shea still the special teams coordinator, or are you just liking it now and not when he did that? No, he's still the he in title is special teams coordinator, but he does have staff that run all the practices and all the special teams plays. Doesn't matter. He's still holding a position that somebody else should be doing. He has somebody doing it. He just holds the title. Then he's not. It, it's Ryan Dinwiddie in Calgary. He should mm-hmm. have been the offensive coordinator. Okay. He should have been apprenticing underneath Dave Dickinson as the head coach so that he could well, he have the tools so that when he goes to the Toronto Argonauts as the head coach, he could, he could actually have some experience to do that. But now he's going from a quarterback coach to a head coach, and he's missed that important step in the middle. Because nobody, was- Dave Dickinson was too egotistical to give him the opportunity yeah, to but, be an offensive yeah, but, coordinator. Yeah, but Michael Shea no, yeah, but special teams coach to head coach. Who did? Michael, Michael Shea. Shea. Right. He was a special Which teams I thought coordinator. Was to begin with. There are three coordinators on a football team. Just because you're an offensive guy or a defensive guy doesn't mean that you can't be the special teams guy. I don't see a problem going from a coordinator's position to a head coach because that's a natural progression. You're just saying that the special teams coordinator doesn't count. It's not important. What you just said, Will. Yes, okay. Am I correct? 
well, I, I sure, you want to say that? You want to put words in my mouth? Because you know how, what I think about special teams and kickers, so yeah, absolutely. Okay, I have no problem with that. It's an important part of our game. But what, I, what I'm talking about is O'Shea went from a special teams guy to a head coach. Coordinator. And you're saying, yeah. and you're saying Ryan Dinwiddie missed a couple of steps because he went from quarterback coach to to head coach. Head, I don't think he correct. missed anything. I don't think he well, missed anything. He should anything. have been the offensive coordinator, just like Michael Shea was the special teams coordinator in Toronto. It's, that's like that's like saying I'm the head fry cook at Dairy Queen. Okay, I mean, it, it, there's. I'm sorry. I don't think offensive or special teams coordinators are important. Sorry. I mean, okay, so it helped Mike O'Shea a lot because wasn't he the head coach, but he used to be an, uh, a special teams coordinator that tried to kick that 63-yard field goal in BC place that one year? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, so obviously, obviously – Missing the steps didn't didn't really make him dumber or smarter, okay? Because it was pre- still a pretty dumb move. Yeah, it was. We all know that. Especially late in the game. Yeah. The bar- barometric pressure in the dome does not work well for longest field goals at the end of a football game inside of the dome when it's closed. I, I still think anybody who's coached professional football can probably coach any any one of the positions, to be honest with you, because they used to be a football player, okay? And, so and any, I would think oh, any ex-football player no, no, is qualified to be a head coach. But, but so I, Damon but Allen's I, no, not that, outside of the realm of possibilities. He wants to be an offensive no, coordinator with some team. So maybe he should go over and be the offensive coordinator in Calgary. Damon Allen, oh, no. great position. He's a football former football B, player. He, B, you just said yeah, that he BC should be able to play might, any position. Might do coach that. any position. BC might do that, but Calgary would never do that because you got to pay your dues in Calgary, okay? And obviously Dinwiddie wasn't willing to play his, pay his dues in Calgary. It's that simple. And Nobody was willing to Dave take Dickinson, the check. Hold on, hold on, and Dave Dickinson wasn't willing to give it up. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line. That's what we're talking about is arrogant, right. egotistical, selfish head coaches that think that they are good enough to be coordinators as well. You know, and I'm, I was I, thought, I'm not picking was, on Dave Dickinson because Rick on. Campbell's no, no, doing no, no, it in no, BC let, right let's now. Talk, let's talk generalities here. I was always taught, okay, to hire people that can take your job or replace you. A lot of people can't do that because they're scared that that person will replace them. And that's exactly what happens in those situations. Is that what's the matter with Dave Dickinson? He's afraid? Absolutely. Or they're going to push too hard, and he's going to give something away. So, for example, say he gives the offensive coordinator job away, and the guy does really well, and the guy does really well. Yeah. Then maybe the next year he's going to be a head coach somewhere. And Dave Dickinson's going to have to take the offensive coordinator job back over again. 
until he no, he should he should have again. somebody. He should have a quarterback coach that's willing to step, uh, ready to step up oh, into that someone, position. Someone waiting you know, in that, the wings. That's, that's the yeah. natural progression, right? That's why we have three quarterbacks on a team. Okay, uh-huh. there's supposed to be a natural progression of elevation. Uh huh. But do you think that, do you think do you think Dave Dickinson was ready to be a head coach before? Before John Huffnagel gave it to him? Yes. Okay. And he was willing to pay his dues and wait. And he did. And I'm thinking maybe Ryan Dinwiddie would have gotten that same chance if he was willing to wait. I, 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 I'm not know. understanding you what you're saying. You never know. He might, have been, he, might have been, he might have been the offensive coordinator this year. You never know. I think he would have been had he not left. I don't think he would have. You never know. I mean, believe it or not, John Huffnagel is going to retire one of these years because I, I think he's older than, <laughs> I think he's older than Wally Wano, isn't he? No. No. I no. But he can't be that he much younger. He was still playing when Wally Wano was coaching. Yeah, yeah, probably. Wally yeah. Buono is sixty-eight. Wally is seventy. Say that again. Said only two. So you, you said Wally Buono is sixty-eight. Wally seventy. I think you mean. Sorry, John. Know. No, John Huffnagel is sixty-eight. Wally Buono is seventy. He's two okay, years younger. So Huff is that means Huff is not sense. that far behind him. No, he's not. They're closer than I thought. Most people retire when they're 65. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Continuing on. We beat this to death. Did we? It's not the first time yeah. around either. Nope. And it won't I, be the last I, I take time. every opportunity to yell about right. this. No. I'm just wondering, and here's another perfect example. I wonder, because you, you say that, for example, Noel Thorpe has got an attitude, or you believe he's got an attitude problem, or you're speculating he's got an attitude problem. Um, I, I'm thinking that Ottawa hired a guy with a bigger ego than Noel Thorpe, or just as big of an ego. So maybe what, the Mark two of them were you talking no. about Paul no, Lapo? I'm talking about Lapo, yes. And and I've I've heard from inside people that Lapo is is not an easy guy to deal with. So all you have to do is look at him in the booth. He yeah. he could be up by five touchdowns. He's not going to smile. He is dialed in no. at all yeah. times. Yeah. Even in training camp, he is dialed in barking. At all times, and I'm just wondering if him and Thorpe wouldn't have would have clashed. Mind you, does Milanovic have any history with Thorpe? That's the other thing we didn't look up. Uh, I no, would, I don't no. think so. No. Um, okay. Did Milanovic coach in Montreal? Yeah. Yeah, he did. What year? There it is, it might right have been there. At the same time. 
so maybe they do have a history. Can't remember. I know they both. I'm just for I'm just looking at the different coaching staffs for all the different teams. Um, Toronto Argonauts don't have a defensive coordinator. Not yet. But Rich Stubler is in Stubler in there. Exactly what I was saying. <laughs> and and doesn't he doesn't isn't most of his life in Toronto anyways? Isn't that where he's from or has lived in that area most of his he, life? He keeps I think he's in Toronto Saskatchewan more than anywhere. Really? Stubler? No, I think he's been in Toronto more. Uh, hang on. I was just I've got him up here somewhere. Where do I have him up? There he is. Uh let's see. He uh coached in Toronto for five years in the early two hundreds. Uh he coached then, in Toronto for one year in the nineties as a defensive coordinator. And he coached for one year in two thousand and sixteen. Uh he's never coached in Saskatchewan. No, he, no hasn't. he hasn't. Wasn't he the head coach in Toronto for a few yes, minutes? Yes, he was. Yep. When? Oh, uh, 2008. head coach of Toronto, 2008. And eight. Yeah. For one year. It didn't go well. It didn't go well, no. And then he went to the defensive line coach in BC. And then right. the co- defensive coordinator in Edmonton and then back to the defensive coordinator in BC and then defensive coordinator in Calgary and then the defensive coordinator in Toronto and then the defensive coordinator in Montreal and then the defensive coordinator in BC. You know, I think he's a damn good defensive coordinator. At least I, that would agree with everybody else because they all hire him. Yeah. It wasn't one well, time. I agree. I just I think just it's that time little... is gone. Yeah. I, his, defenses as defensive coordinators seemingly have gotten progressively worse worse as the years have gone along. If he was a great defensive coordinator, what the fuck happened to the BC Lions last year? Yeah, what happened last year? They didn't have personnel. You mean players? Yes. They well, they know, Hamilton is good. Hamilton has two, two coordinators, three coordinators. That defensive line was pretty late last year, man. Yeah, it was. They did get better as the season went along. They were never great, but they did get somewhat better. They got better uh, when they when they when they treated for Lemon again. Yeah, That's exactly. when they got better. And I'm hoping they're smart enough to bring him back next year and not let him go in free agency again, which I worry so about. To Toronto. He'll go to he'll Toronto. He'll go to Toronto for, for five weeks and then come back. Yeah. That's his new thing. He'll spend half the year in Toronto, half the year in BC. Well, I'm having thing problems. Is he, he never shines in Toronto, but then he shines when he goes to BC. And when Calgary so, had him, he was a great player. So, oh, anyway. Kahari Jones. Here's a, here's a guy that wants to do it all. 
This is Montreal. This yes. is the he three, got three fifteen team, head coach, offensive coordinator, and quarterback coach. Oh, and I also heard that he's going to sign autographs at halftime. Yeah. And sell popcorn before the game. That's there too much go. for a coach. Okay, take I take all the popcorn, too? Coach, wow. Uh, I mean, That's I think impressive. being head coach is, uh, and coordinator is a lot. But to do three things, also be coordinated, you're spreading yourself too thin, as, as far as I'm concerned. What did what was Chris Jones, president uh, of uh, vice mm. president of football operations, general manager, head coach, mm, head and defensive coach. coordinator? Yeah, exactly. Four hats. How many great cups did he win in Regina? Zero. He left the team in better shape than he took it on. He did. I, I can't, can't disagree deny that. with that, but no. Okay, so here on, on this theory, the BC Lions, the Calgary Stampeders, Edmonton Eskimos, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and Montreal Alouettes all have head coaches that are taking on a coordinator's position. Saskatchewan and Hamilton have not gone down that path. Toronto and Ottawa have not made a commitment yet, either way. Oh, by That's the way, over 50% of them right now. Yeah. To me, this is always directly connected to the frickin' coach's cap. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, if you're paying your head coach, teams good are money. saving money. Teams are saving money and pay, and paying uh, one play, person rather than two or three. Okay, I, I'm going to ask you guys a question. See if you can honestly answer this. Okay. What's the salary cap for management in the CFL? I'm sorry? I think it's around $3 million. Isn't it around Are you guessing? Because I've never heard it. Yes. I don't know no, for I'm, a fact. I'm pretty sure that's a number I heard, but I'm going to look. I've never heard the number. I don't know the number either. Hey, I was pretty You'd close. think that that would be important. You would think so. I, you'd, I, I mean, just found it. I was pretty close. Two point five eight eight million. Okay. Okay. It's it's not so much the, the the salary cap that is important at this point in time, in my opinion. It is the amount of personnel that you're allowed to have. Eleven coaches yeah. and fourteen operations staff. And doctors and therapeutic athletic therapists are excluded. Well, they should be because they're not coaches. Yeah, right, but, but your equipment manager counts, staff. which is really? weird. Which is stupid. Yeah, that's your stupid. equipment managers counts. That's part of the um, other football operations staff. So well, who was the guy the who initiated? Is stupid to start with. Who was the guy who initiated this management cap? Because I think it's bullshit. Well, it's oh, it's, it's, a, it's the players. It's the it's the players right. association that demanded this. Fuck, idiots! It's crap. Yeah, it was a, it was an easy way for the league to go. Okay, here we'll give you this. Yeah. Let's hamper our teams from fixing problems. If they have to, 
Well, the, the bottom line on this the, one is it hurts the bad teams and, 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 and supports the good teams. Of course it does. And, and that's where I have a problem. If your coach is no fucking good. You can't fire him. Yeah. It was an easy bone to throw, though, to the players. Oh, sure. It, it was. was a very easy uh, one. They it, were, you know? the major- a lot of coaches, or at least two or three coaches in a 19 league, were making more, far more than the players. Far more. And the players did have a point in saying, are you there to watch the coach or us? So I, I can see their point. They went about this rather stupidly, but I can see their point. And my reply to that was, uh, you know, they can they can fire the coach tomorrow. They can't fire the whole fucking team. Exactly. That's the thing. So, but the coaches' contracts are guaranteed. Players aren't. Trust me, as right. a Bomber fan, I know all about guaranteed coaches' contracts. Right. So, uh, does a guaranteed point, we coaches' contract, when the coach is no longer employed, does that count against this cap? No. That's something I've never been able to find. Yeah. From what I was, from what I've been able to dig up and ask, I asked a couple of players and stuff because I wasn't getting any answers from anybody else. And they said, that as far as they know, no. That's not. It's just that year. Well, because that would cripple a team. That would cripple yeah. a team if it was. You look at what Winnipeg was doing at one point. They were paying they three, three head coaches, coaches on salary. Mm-hmm. Right. No, they had four. They were paying three plus their head coach. What, it was were they not paying him? They were paying everybody. There was four guys they were paying. Right, so they were paying four coaches. Yeah, it's ridic- it was ridiculous. So it, in a way, it does save the team from itself, too. Well, I would have fired the general manager for that. <clears throat> Christopher, at that time, we fired everybody, including the board of directors. It still didn't help. <laughs> No, you're still shitty team. We're a shitty team, yes. You're not that good of a team. The rest of the CFL sucked last year. That's basically what's the matter. <laughs> Seriously, do you, do you think if Calgary was decimated during free agency that you would have won a Grey Cup? Fuck no. Mark, don't try. You can't win, Mark. Just don't try, okay? Just don't try, Mark. Just, just, just leave it alone, Mark. Oh, but it's so much fun. <laughs> Winning a Grey Cup in 2019 is nothing to bark about. Every team in the league was shit. Okay. Moving on. Ryan Dinwiddie is evaluating his current crop of QBs. Do we see the Argos dipping into the free agent pool for QB help? He's actually quite content with who he's got under contract right now. So this, is this a one and done for Ryan Dinwiddie like Yvonne Claybrooks? Oh, my God. He's happy with McLeod Bethel-Thompson and James Franklin as a QB duo for 2020. Sure he is. Good luck. That's why That's why come free agent time, Toronto's going to offer Arbuckle at least 500k a season. 
It is <laughs> 500 k a season. Is it going to be Arbuckle they go hard at, or is it Zach Caleros? Is Zach Caleros going to sign in Winnipeg before free agency? It's the 15th of Who January. Cares? There's only three and a half weeks. Who cares who signs Zach Caleros? He's a, he's a four-game sure player. He's a four-game player. That's all you can Those depend on. Those are four on. good games. Nobody is going to sign him to big money. If they do, they're insane. Okay? That's why That's why I think Toronto will sign Arbuckle, and they'll also bring in Calaris. So you think Arbuckle's going to be a holdout with the Ottawa Red Blacks, which is our next segment, of course. You want to swing these ones two think, together? Who do you think yeah, you Arbuckle well. has? A, who do you think Arbuckle has a really good relationship with? Dinwiddie. He there was you go. Quarterback coach last year. There you go. If I'm Arbuckle, I have no incentive to sign with the Red Blacks before free agency, even if they offer you like a crazy amount of money. Go to free agency, see what others offering because with the way Ottawa is, that money's not going anywhere. No. Not so at all. there's no real reason for him to sign right now because well, but, quite frankly and if you and if you look at it, they gave Jonathan Jennings three hundred thousand dollars last year to be their quarterback. And Arbuckle had more wins than Jonathan Jennings. I'm sure. And, like, so, you know, I, and I still think it's crazy to give Arbuckle any – I think Arbuckle is a is a Cody Fajardo money guy, like 325 maybe, or, or less than that, and you offered in performance and playing bonuses. But it's what the market will bear, and I still think there's one team out there that are going to put all their money on him and, and sign him. You wait and see. And the one team is either going to be Toronto or Ottawa. I'm beginning to wonder if it is Ottawa. Because you would think... And we know... Who, now, I know it's against the rules to talk yeah. to other teams before free agency. But, yeah, that... Right. That never happens in the CFL. You right. would think Ottawa would have spoken to Arbuckle's agent or his neighbor or his mother or father and said, will, will you sign in Ottawa? Why else would you even make the trade for him? Because doesn't the new free agency rule kick in this year where they can shop around the first offer? Seven days before. From their team. Yeah, a week before. Yeah. So why yeah, would you even make this trade? Ottawa, obviously, Ottawa did it so they could work on him exclusively for three or four weeks before yeah. anybody had a chance. Yeah. But it's been a couple of weeks, and you haven't heard peep. No. Nope. So that's why I'm wondering if, like, did Ottawa blow it here? Now they're only losing a draft pick. It's not a huge thing, but it just... I would have. I honestly thought within a week I would have signed him. Yeah, but you see, why why it's not happening with Arbuckle is because secretly behind the scenes, 
Lapo is trying to convince Desjardins to sign, sign Strevler and Nichols. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, I don't like them get... as quarter. I don't like them as quarterbacks, but they're better than what Ottawa had last year. Uh, the U of M Bisons had better quarterbacks than Ottawa did last year. Well, that's true. Christopher, you're not saying anything. What's there to say? I don't know. Agree? Disagree? What? That Nick Arbuckle's going to Toronto or that Ottawa should have had done their due diligence and found out whether or not he was willing to sign in Ottawa? Yeah, well, you can't have asked. Well, he could say, yeah, I'm willing to sign for the right amount of money. What do they expect? He's going to be a free agent. And... If you think about it, all the all the quarterbacks that were loose, sort of, kind of, most of them are gone, right? Mm-hmm. So you got Arbuckle. Well, all the Winnipeg's Nichols, are there. You got Nichols. You got Strevler. You got Calero's. Concussion, right? Um, and that's it. Yeah, the two in Hamilton is signed. I mean, it was great for Winnipeg or for Calgary to make the deal about Arbuckle because they knew he wasn't going to sign in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Now he wants to go somewhere um, where he has where a he shot be to a be a starter. starter. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Ryan did when he's now know. the here, head coach in Toronto. Thought. Here's a thought. Maybe Bo's shoulder is really screwed and come free agency, Calgary's going to re-sign Arbuckle. You never know. <laughs> and they'll still get a third-round draft pick, won't they? Yes, they will. Yeah. Yes, they yep. will. <laughs> and, and, and that, you know what? That's an extremely high possibility. I mean, it's no different than Caleros being traded from Toronto to Winnipeg and saying, and, and Mike Clemens turning around and saying, we're going hard after Zach in free agency. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? <coughs> Not much, except Zach is going to probably make 150 k this year, plus performance bonuses. And it's going to probably be based on what he plays, how much he plays. Yep. If anyone signs him to any more than that, they're crazy. They're just the even they with are. the the play at the end of last year, he's there's still way too many um question marks about him and about his uh ability to stay healthy for the whole season. It's fine to have a four game stretch, but uh let's face it, he hasn't played a full season in years. I don't know if he ever has. But he hasn't he in never several has years, career. so yeah. Yep. He's Not never completed he's never a full season, a full season of football. So that's why you got to think that whatever contract he signs has to be quite a bit uh, performance-based. Yeah, he'll get 150 right. hard money, and then it'll yeah. be all bonus. Yeah. It'll and i got to believe, you know, 
at the end of the season last year, Winnipeg was the ideal situation for Calaris because I because of the way Winnipeg's offense was, I don't think many teams pinned their ears back and went after the quarterback because Winnipeg was a running team and you had to respect that all the time from the quarterback yeah. and the running back. And they had an O-line to protect so, their quarterback. That's true. Toronto doesn't. Not right now, but you never know. Dinwiddie might change that. He might. He should. He needs to, regardless of who his quarterback is. And 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 there's a few, and there's a few free agent offensive linemen in Calgary as well that Dinwiddie might get them to go after. And Winnipeg. Uh huh. Yeah, but Ryan Dinwiddie was in Calgary. He knows the O line. That's correct. Yeah. He- you put Derek Dennis and Stanley Bryant on the same old line. Yeah, so but Derek Dennis system. doesn't. Derek Dennis doesn't play anywhere well except for Calgary, so he'll never <laughs> leave Calgary again. Okay, it, but, it's not about the Derek Dennis; it's about who's beside him. Okay. Yep. Right. He, he went to Saskatchewan and didn't have anybody beside him. But I mean, there's also yep. there's also Shane Bergman. He's a free agent, and he's a. Fucking Ontario boy. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, you never know. Just so you guys know, you know, every year you think about how Calgary is going to go backwards. This year, I think Calgary is going to take a big step backwards. Yeah. They've lost they could be much. the ones... They could be the ones on the outside looking in when it comes to playoffs this year. Yep. I, I think that's quite possible. Really? Or Huffnagel will actually open yep. the purse strings for the first time in his life. He's never going to do that. No, I don't see he that either. Slightly went, but he slightly went into free agency last year. He did dip into free agency. So maybe he's changing. I don't yeah, know if I believe that, but <laughs> he wants you change. never know. He'll never change. And Mitchell renegotiated his contract. Right. So so they're putting more money out there. Maybe that's what they're going to do. They may have to. Who knows? I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Because uh, we lost another one today to the NFL. So, yep. Well, you haven't yeah, lost like, him to the NFL. He's they're just well, down no, there playing around. But yeah, but he's been released, and so he can sign with anybody if he doesn't make the NFL, right? He's already yeah. signed. He right. signed a futures contract with somebody. I'm just not sure who it was. Yeah, but he has already signed. Contract. But yeah. half of those guys, half of those guys are fucking blocking dummies for the preseason. Or for not even the preseason. A lot of these guys don't make it in the preseason. They end up no nope. uh, after mini camps getting cut. Well, and what happens is a lot of these guys disappear if they draft somebody high up yeah. in the draft yeah. because they're going to get the money, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Nar Buckle going to Calgary. What an interesting concept, Will. 
Mm-hmm. I'll make a very bold prediction right at this moment about Nick Arbuckle. Okay. I know that I'm okay with being wrong. Um, he's not going to sign in Ottawa. Tomorrow morning, they're going to make an announcement that Nick Arbuckle has signed a three-year deal in Ottawa for the Red Blacks. Uh, sure, okay. But I don't think he's going to. I, I don't think, think he will the options, the, the options in Toronto and Calgary are too good of, an, of a situation for him that why would he sign three weeks before free agency? Why not sit yeah. back and find out what the offers are from the other locations? Because seriously, they – seriously – why not? Hey, Winnipeg could end up being a bidder for him, too. That's true, too. Yeah, that's true. Well, Strevler's down in the NFL. Matt Nichols is still injured, although he says he's throwing the football, or was that uh, the other guy? No, he's um, he had some stuff on Instagram and stuff. He's like two or three months ahead of schedule. Yeah, okay. Which is what means <laughs> get a schedule for what? Um, and and and, and Zach no, he's been so out. The, he's the, been out throwing those twenty-seven yard passes a lot lately. So yeah, yep, it's probably good exactly. by now. Yeah. Well, I have no response. <sighs> okay, where are we in this thing? A quarter after nine. A three-down article. See, this confused me, okay? You've got segment one, segment two, segment three, segment four, segment 5A. The A's probably a typo. (laughs) No, I was looking for segment 5B, and there wasn't one. Oh, I get it. The beginning of the sentence. A three-down nation article (laughs) says that the CFL should take a look at NFL with respect to player discipline. Do we agree? Is this going back to uh, Andrew Harris and his juicing episode? No, I think it more goes to the whole thing with, um, remember last year it was, um, who was it, or, 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 well, not just Jonathan Rose, but also um, um, uh, Vernon Adams and the swinging at the 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 helmet helmet at Adam Big Hill. Yeah, considering the guy that did it in the NFL got what three quarters of a season plus time. Yeah. Yep. So he lost several million dollars. Yep, probably versus, more. Versus a two hundred and fifty dollar fine from the CFL. And what? Uh, Who are we yeah, talking about uh, here? We're talking about the Vernon Adams right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is just an game? idiot. Anybody who takes a weapon to Adam Bigel deserves anything that happens to him, okay? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, all he got was a $250 <laughs> fine. Yeah, he but bring in a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, did he get suspended? No, he didn't, did he? No. Yeah, one game. He did get – no, yeah, he did get one game. Did he get a game? Yeah, that's right. You're, you're yep. right, he did. Mm-hmm. But in the NFL – the exact same thing now. The the difference is in the NFL connected. A guy did get hit in the head with from a swung helmet. Mm-hmm. I think he was going to beat him to death hit. with that helmet if he had had a chance. He probably oh, yeah. would have. He was done for the season, and what was it, about halfway through? 
maybe 10 games in. So there's several million dollars he's losing. Mm-hmm. And he got fined several million dollars. In the CFL, you get a $250 fine. Simone Lawrence. Guy gets suspended. Whether it was the max or uh, mountain or not, I can't remember. And, but then he does the, he gets another major thing going and gets a fine. How do you go from a suspension to a fine in the same year? It's okay. So... The question is, should the CFL look at the NFL with respect to player discipline? Now, here's where I'm going to say no. Because if the CFL followed the examples that the NFL did on suspensions, mm-hmm. most of these players would be making more money at the McDonald's drive through Oh, I know. Well, I know. Good point. Okay. It is, if you if you fine or suspend a player for half a season, you're you're putting them below minimum wage, not minimum CFL wage, minimum wage. Okay. Would that twenty five thousand dollars a year? You is and he that has not to play a good deterrent? Is there a better deterrent? I, I think if you did something like that, Mark, the, the Americans would not come across the border and play football here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, you because, don't go that I, hard. You know, but, I, I'm going to do a will right now because most of them are criminals down there anyhow. So why are they going to come up here and take that risk? So Please keep my name out of your mouth, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> what is stopping Simone Lawrence next year from going, I'm going headhunting? Because they'll give him a two hundred and fifty dollars fine, so he'll have to go and sell one gold bracelet. Okay, I, I honestly, at this point in time, I, I'm not arguing or disputing what you're saying is right, Mark. There, the CFL discipline is a farce. Simone Lawrence is perfect. He went from a suspension to doing another dirty hit and got fined. So the punishment went down for a repeat offender, not up. Right there shows it's a joke. Andrew Harris, yeah, Grey Cup, and you know I love the guy because we got the Grey Cup. In the NFL, he's out. There is no two-game suspension. You're out. You're done. You're done for the year. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. In the CFL, he got two games. And it's not just Andrew Harris. There's lots of other players that have been busted for the stuff. What is going to stop them? I think we lost DJ. No, did we? Sounds like it. Let's see. Uh... Uh, he's asking if we're still here. Yeah. So he's gone. Yep. But what is going to stop it? You can't stop it when the no, punishment goes down. No. Not when it goes down. You can't go you, from you, a f- from suspension to a fine. You just can't. No. No. And there's got to be some sort of deterrent. Without the deterrent, 
it's kind of like you said, who cares at that point? The salaries are obviously not the same, so you can't go that way. No. But a two hundred and fifty dollar fine to a guy making a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollars or mm-hmm. more? Or even sixty thousand dollars. The league minimum. A two hundred and fifty dollar fine. Big whoop. That's nothing. That's just some more income tax. That's all it is. I don't want to see the on-field refing go like the NFL has. No. That I don't want to see. Well, the the the, the on-field um, refing in the in the NFL is a joke. It's worse. Than, it's almost worse than the It may be worse than the CFL. I think it actually is. Oh, it is. It's refs. so bloody inconsistent. Ridiculous. What do you think, Will? Should they find them more or suspend them more? I, I, and, and I, I get what you're saying about the NFL compared to the CFL, but ah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think. Okay, so the guy in the NFL who got who got the big fine and suspended for all those games, it was really obvious what he did. Okay. Well, yeah, he clunked them over the head with the helmet. It was yeah. really obvious. It wasn't a referee's decision. It wasn't a guest decision. But in the case of Samoy Lawrence, I mean, his first suspension that year was over Claris. And, you know, I, 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 that was a judgment call. And I don't think mm-hmm. you can find a guy that kind of money for a judgment call. You know what I mean? No, well, I, I, I agree yeah. with that, but I think it's more uh, the ones we're looking or talking about are ones that are blatant, that are uh, that are not uh, judgment calls. Or Jonathan Rose. Right. Jonathan Rose, Rose, he shoved an official. Or, what did he get? Yeah. Did he ever get Nothing. anything at no. all? They wouldn't. No. They didn't they even get fined. He, he appealed uh, so he could play in the Grey Cup game. And then they never they never enforced the suspension the next day. He got zero for it. Yeah. Yeah. For, th- for shoving a, a ref, for, he yeah. got nothing. I don't yeah, even well, know if I've ever seen an NFL player shove a ref. Honestly. It's inconsistent. You know better about it. And, I mean, the refereeing in both leagues have to change. It's that simple, Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but I I think it's getting harder and harder to be a referee all the time because of all these wacky rules. I see some of the <laughs> some of the roughing calls in the NFL are are retarded. What the roughing the quarterback? Yes, where you can't oh, land on top of him. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Or even I if mean, you just so, like, raise the helmet, not even make solid contact, just grazing it. You touch the helmet, so it's roughing the passer. Huh? Yeah. And it, if you're a young kid, how do you coach that? Charles, you used to coach. Uh, it's hard because How do you coach changes. not landing on someone? Well, you can't because your body, oftentimes the momentum of your body will just follow through. It's not like you can just change the momentum. It doesn't work that way. You're going it's the to the NFL, so 
you're looking at a guy who's 375, 380 pounds hitting right. a guy who's 210. Right. And it's, um, and they're, all they're doing is playing the way they've been taught since they were children. So all of a sudden you're going to change all of that? That doesn't make sense. And from what I can tell, it's actually still regular rules in college football and younger. It only changes in the NFL. Yeah. Well, and I mean, most of all of this stuff comes from this this concussion stuff that we've been hearing yep. about for so long now. And, you know, there's many different theories on the concussion thing. And I, I don't think I don't think um, it's uh, I don't think they've gone the right way to make this stuff not happen. It's it's you know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So the one rule I'd like to see the CFL adopt from the NFL is the unnecessary roughness. Where if you get two, I think you're kicked out of the game, are you not? Or is that college? I don't know. I, I think haven't that's watched college. the NFL this year. Yeah, it might be college where, yeah, I think it is. You get one unnecessary roughness call, the referee comes on and says, okay, first, 15 yards. If you get two, you're out of the game. There's a deterrent. Yeah, I'm relatively certain that's NFL. I love that this one. Yeah, I've got two TVs. But that's whose TVs on? Oh, sorry, Mike. Oh, no, it's fine. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I was wa- I was waiting to see if if uh, that group of people in Calgary put up the billboard in uh, Edmonton yet with. Uh, Chuck's face on it. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. That'd be funny. Oh, yes. Please do yes, that. Please. Be. That's the one thing I really, really love about Alberta is that Edmonton Calgary rivalry. It just never gets old. And it gets so never. petty sometimes, it's not funny. Christopher, just plug his phone in and call. Uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth because I was just about to think, <laughs> just thinking the exact same thing. Okay, I'll type it in because he'll get madder at me than you. Okay, but he enough. doesn't have a phone. His phone to call died because his phone died. So you plug but it can't in you, and use the phone. But can't you plug in and then phone? Plug it in and turn it on. Yes. <laughs> oh. I wonder if he's oh, listening dear. to us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we don't have to talk for the rest of the podcast, Charles, because if if CJ comes back on, him and Mark are just going to go at it. So we'll just leave. Oh, it would have been so much fun on the next segment too. <laughs> what was the next segment? Let's go on to the next it's, segment. Well, let's Charles. go on to it right now. Chris Trembler yep. has a number of NFL workouts scheduled. Does he have the yeah. tools to make him successful in the NFL? 
and I, I agree with you, Mark. I really one. wish I really wish CJ was here. So so do I. I think well, myself and Bill could have fun with this one. So. Well, no, I, I we're going to take Chris opposite Trevler, stances on this. If Chris Trevler makes it in the NFL, he will be probably one of the greatest running backs of all time for two games because. He is not going to run like that in the NFL. He is going to get eaten alive. He will get killed. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. But you're forgetting one thing, Will. The NFL I know it, loves I know it. to copycat quarterbacks. Yeah, I know I know. He's, he's, he's the second coming of Tim Tebow, okay? <laughs> and he but really he- is, okay? <laughs> I know. He is a good athlete. But, you know, Tim Tebow used to disguise it a little better. Okay, you know, Chris, that's the thing that drove me nuts this year. You knew Chris Trevler was going to run, and they couldn't freaking stop him because of that monster offensive line. So, I don't know. Does he have a shot? I don't think he has. He's going to get I th- I honestly think he's going to get at least a practice roster spot. It's possible. As a project. As a project. If he learns to throw or when he learns to throw if he keeps progressing and has a proper coaching on throwing mechanics and learns to throw a ball properly, he could be a very good run option quarterback. He's not an every-down quarterback by any means. But the NFL is a copycat league. They're starting to move toward the run-option quarterback. If he learns the throwing mechanics and can start throwing consistently deep balls, and, and in the NFL you don't have to have a deep ball, he's an awesome third-down quarterback. He showed yeah. it here. You, yeah, he's an awesome in the NFL. He's an awesome third down quarterback. Doesn't need to get six yards in the NFL, right? You're gonna uh, third down. You're probably gonna get to need two or three. Mm-hmm. You got two guys in the backfield, and you got a running quarterback. That's where they're going. I do think he's got a good shot. Apparently, he's got five teams lined up right now. I think he'll get a look. Do I think he'll be back in the CFL? Yes. Yeah, I think he will be too. I and I think and I think he'll be in, and I think he'll be in Winnipeg. Yeah. Because you know he'd rather be a big fish in a little pond. Because I mean Why he's a he god have? there. He's a god there now. True. He'll be a god in Winnipeg for the rest of his life. Yeah, that guy oh, for the yeah. became a legend at that parade. Absolutely. So, he could do no yeah. wrong in Winnipeg now, but no, no, I do think he's got a legitimate shot be, just because of the way the NFL is a copycat league. They all copy each other. It's true. They and they had, one, they had a couple of quarterbacks this year starting with the run-pass option a lot. Yeah. So, and they've always loved the bigger quarterbacks in the NFL too. They don't really like yes. the, the little guys. So no. And if nothing else, he showed us how tough he is. Mm-hmm. And yep, 
I love it. Did you see what TSN posted about him? And he finally healed from his lower body injury. They right. still haven't said what it was. No. They're even the being don't even own, the off, Ethan. There's only they two don't people, own his three people. There's only three people who know what his injury was. That would be Mike yep. O'Shea, Chris Strebler, and the trainer. There's probably yep, that's probably it. the other players don't know it. <laughs> no. I just think it's hilarious that they still haven't said what's wrong. The Mike O'Shea Kona Silence is 24-7-365. Uh-huh. It's hilarious. I mean, it's it's the off-season. You're not even playing games right now. <laughs> I he wanted to know himself. what his injury was. He didn't need surgery. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> hey, weird. hey uh, Mark, is Mike O'Shea a full-time Winnipeg resident? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from the day he started coaching here, he moved here. here him and his family here full time. Mm. Yeah. Hey, O'Shea just got himself three more years as a coach too. So. Yep. Yep. He's not going anywhere. No, he'd be stupid to go anywhere because he's a god in Winnipeg as well. Yeah, he is. There's about 30 gods that came from last year's team. Yeah. Every single player on the team. (laughs) Well, yeah. 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 What do you think, Charles? Do you think he's got a shot, Strebler? You watch the NFL. I do, yeah. I agree with um, um, what Will was saying about his um, uh, being uh, with similar to Tim Tebow, because I really do see comparisons there. Uh, Tim Tebow was a a guy who was, you know, really an inconsistent passer. Uh, he could run, and that was his most effectiveness, and he could get you some big plays now and then. Um, so I could see a possibility of somebody out there saying, well, this guy's kind of another Tim Tebow and so on. Let's, let's just uh, give him a shot. I could see it. Um, not as a starter, mind you, or probably not even as a second stringer, but like Mark said, as a practice roster guy, yeah, sure. I could see it. So, um, I'm not sure exactly, uh, I'm not guaranteeing it. But if he did sign down in the NFL, it wouldn't shock me. I don't think it would be uh, big-time surprising to me. Maybe we'd probably beat this one to death pretty good. I would think so. Yep. All right, so let's move on now to the next segment. So Dane Evans has now restructured his contract uh, with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, I didn't see the exact details on it, uh, but I know it was posted that they did restructure the contract. I'm guessing that means he's going to get more money because, well, he took him to a Grey Cup appearance. So that's what I would imagine. 
But, uh, of course, we know last week the Ticats signed Jeremiah Mazzoli to a new contract. So who do we suspect starting next year will be the starter come week one for the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Or a better question is, if you were the coach, if it was your choice, who would you start as the starter in Hamilton? I'd go Dane Evans. I just founded this new contract here. He was set to make 213 in 2020. That was all incentive-laden. Right. The deal was for eighty grand, 80000 of hard money in the form of a base salary and housing allowance. His new contract is 100 and, It doesn't say it here, but I'm pretty sure I saw it was 120 guaranteed, but it includes a 25500 signing bonus, and his housing bonus has been lowered to 12000 see if I can find more. I do think he's he earned approximately 170 last year. Uh, <laughs> it could if he hits all his bonuses, he could hit 230,000. Okay. Yeah, 102,000 so, in hard money. 102 in okay. hard cash. So, it's basically being scheduled to or restructured to give him more money, I take it then? Is that kind of what I'm getting from that? Yeah, it's more cash in hand. It's guaranteed money versus it was all incentives before. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think taking out Masoli's injury or whatever, because apparently he's not going to be ready anyway, Mm -hmm. um, I do think you have to start with him because, yes, he shit the bed in the Grey Cup, but he also lost his best receiver and the best receiver in the CFL. Yeah, and that obviously to, didn't The injury, help. that didn't help at all because, man, I've watched the game enough times I could quote you probably the second. But Brandon Banks was having a very good game against the defense. I don't know if it would yeah. have helped on a full season, on the full game or not. But considering how cold he came in and didn't skip a beat, I do think you have to see what you have in him. And you're not going to be able to see it by having him on the bench. Well, who doesn't care? Must be Will. That had to have been, that had to have been Will because it wasn't me. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm not. I don't even have my computer on. Okay. Well, I get it could be CJ because he doesn't have phone access, but I think he's got computer access, so oh, he God. might be oh, out okay. there pressing buttons. So maybe that was CJ's reply to, I don't care, <laughs> Dane Evans or Mazzoli. Because, I mean, let's, they, they said that Mazzoli and Dan Evans are going to have a quarterback competition in training camp, but they also say Mazzoli's probably not going to be ready. So Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Dane Evans is going to be the starter, no doubt about it. Yeah. I think he should be anyway. I personally think he he playing he was more consistent than uh than um uh Mazzoli. Yeah. From the time he took over from Mazzoli, he did not have very many um clunker games. Of course, he did in the Grey Cup, but like you said, he he lost probably the best receiver in the CFL, and he was probably up against the best defense in the CFL. So you can't just discount that either. But 
Exactly. Uh, yeah, but I still think uh, overall, if you're looking at consistency, I think Dane Evans is more consistent than Jeremiah Mazzoli was. And, you know, the other thing is it's a win-win situation for Hamilton. Yep. Say Dane Evans does come in and plays well, and Mazzoli can't uproot him when he's good enough to play. That's a great that's a great guy to have as trade bait for anybody. Yep. You know what I mean? You talk There's about a, lot a one two punch. Would take him. Yep. Yeah. You talk about a and one two say, punch. And let's yeah, say Dane Evans starts that. the season. Yeah. And let's say Dane Evans starts the season and plays like crap, well then you've got Mazzoli to fall back on. Yep. You do. So And I think you're another... starting to see that across the CFL. Yeah, that teams are looking for two good quarterbacks. Well, yeah. no, and I think I think from last season, teams discovered that they, in some situations, that they had two good quarterbacks. Okay, and and yeah. I think they're going to try and make that happen continuously. I mean, if you look at you know look at if Zach Calaris hadn't got had a, hadn't have gotten hurt, we would have never heard about Cody Fajardo. He just would have been a backup for the rest of his life. Yep. yep. But look at what happened. Nick Arbuckle. I mean, there you go. Well, not one team had their starting quarterback last the season from beginning to end. No, that is correct. Not one. I don't know. And I don't know if that's ever happened before. Uh, I mean, it may have, but I sure as hell don't remember it. Nope. That every team at some point lost their starter. That's just bizarre. Yep. Yep. It was great. And the good thing is, though, is how many good young quarterbacks stepped up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, because we've we've been talking on the podcast of being a bit worried about the starting quarterbacks in the CFL. What's the, you know, the level isn't very high and everything. All of a sudden, it's looking kind of nice. And they're choosing to stay here in the CFL. Yeah, you know, Fiardo didn't sign a one-year contract. He signed a three-year. Yeah, Evans is signed for a couple more years still. You know, yep, it, it's awesome. These guys want to stay here. So, and they're not looking to go to the XFL. Well, no, and and you know what? There's the other thing we haven't talked about at all is these guys that have gone to the C or gone to the CFL or gone to the NFL, if they don't make it, are they going to try for the XFL before they try back in the CFL? I tend to wonder about that. I don't, I don't think so. No. You, know, you don't see that. There was a you, you big did. outcry. Go ahead, Charles. Well, I was going to say, last year you saw these guys, they went off and signed with the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, uh, yeah. Because they were talking, but I think people are more gun shy because of what happened to the AAF, and probably because of the history of the XFL. I think people are more gun shy to go sign there because they don't know exactly. Um, I don't. I think people are, um, you know, um, worried about a paycheck. They don't think the longevity is there going to be there. They, no. they think it's uh, going to be a little flash in the pan. Flash in the pan like the other one, so I think people are a lot more uh, weary about going to sign uh, in the XFL now. 
Because the only name, big name I've heard go to the XFL was uh, Elizondo. I yeah. haven't heard a big name player yet from the CFL. Not no, one. I haven't either. Yep. I, I don't recall one either. Now, I know the league doesn't have a, any agreement or anything with the XFL, so they're not going to release. I don't know if they would release guys to go there. But it's almost the same amount of money. And God only knows how long Vince is going to be before he's bored of it and gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. Charles, you and I both know he'll get bored. He always does, yeah. He'll like stuff for a while, and then at that point he'll just um, he'll say, no thanks. Yeah, we both know that at some I'm point bored. they're I'm probably going to have nicknames on their jersey. Yep. Yeah, no, or they'll have nicknames on their jerseys again. Oh, God. He, he ate me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time watching the last XFL because of that that specific reason. I watched one game. I watched the first game. I got saw a guy break his collarbone on the first play of the game, and said, "Okay, what this football is for me." That was for that battle for the instead of a coin toss, they had two guys battle over the football. Whoever weird. gets to the football first wins. Oh. oh. If you ever, I know we're getting off topic. You're talking about the XFL, but if you ever get a chance and want to learn just what kind of crazy, um, um, what kind of crazy um, uh, things are going on behind the scenes with the XFL, there are two good things to, to watch and listen to. One is the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary about mm-hmm. the XFL. And if you want to listen to something, go to the uh, podcast, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. They did a whole show on the XFL, and that one is really good because you really get into the mind of Vince McMahon there and just what a chaotic scene it was. Just to give you one quick example, they were flying to the first game of the XFL. They did not know how they were going to start the game. (laughs) Whether they were going to have a coin toss or what they were going to do. This is like the day before the first game. They still didn't know this. It was just a complete and utter gong show. And I don't know why anybody has any uh, feeling and so on why it's going to be any better this time around. Yeah. Back to the topic. Yep. If they have Dane Evans and Jeremiah Masoli both healthy. That's a damn good quarterback duo. Oh, absolutely. Yep. He probably might be it one is. of the best in the league. Yeah. And it's two really – they're not completely different styles of quarterbacks. One – Evans just runs harder than Masoli. So it'll be interesting to watch. Yep. What's the next segment? All right, so we'll move on here. Um, sorry, I just got to find my agenda again. I just went off of it there. Okay, now segment eight, Kelly Bates will have a full training camp under his belt as Lions offensive line. Can he turn around the CFL's sacks against leaders? Now, 
he came in um, um, about halfway through the season because the defense, the offensive line of the BC Lions may have may as well not have been there because, quite frankly, they weren't doing any good and they had um, what was his name? Was it Suk Chung, who was the offensive line coach? And well, they no, fired it was him. Brian. Or, Brian sorry, Brian Chu. Brian Chu. Yeah. Yeah. He was the offensive line coach, and um, they fired him because the offensive line couldn't stop um, Adam players from getting through. Uh, He came in. Now, the the offensive line did show an improvement after uh, Kelly Bates took over. It wasn't great, Um, but they were definitely at least they pretty much cut down on the seven and eight sack games. Um. So, with him being the O-line coach right from the beginning of training camp, uh, can he turn this around here? Um, obviously, he's going to have a leg up from what he had before. And whoever would like to start on this one? I'll go. Um, okay. A, it can't get any worse than they were last year. But Let's hope not. He obviously, he obviously brought in better systems because from game one of him coming in, they were, I won't say a ton better, but they were better. So he's brought in a different system that seemed to be working. But they also have to look at personnel. Bates can only work with what he has to work with. Now, they right. did get rid of some of the dead weight, and Cody Husband and guys like that that were just pylons, really. So they did get rid of them. But unless they bring in good personnel and pay them accordingly, there's no more $230,000 contracts like they gave to Suk Chung. Unless they get better personnel, it's going to be another season of Mike Riley on his back. The coaching can only go so far. Bates did a much better job with them, and they did get better, but they were still giving up four or five sacks a game. It wasn't eight. Way too many. But it, I don't care how tough you are. Riley ended the season on the injured list. Yeah, and once you start getting the injuries, like that, when you start breaking bones, they break again easier. So they're going to have to keep them upright. They're going to have to be active in free agency. And Bates is going to have to continue to put his system fully in. And being there from training camp is going to be a huge plus. So that's it, though. Go ahead, Will. You know what? It can only get better. You would think that they've been scouring the ends of earth for talent, too. Um, But, I mean you got to understand there's going to be a whole new system with Rich Campbell and the new offensive coordinator. So, and that has a lot to do with the sack thing as well. But, I mean, you know, it, it, it comes back to personnel. And, yeah, they, they have to be better. And I think, obviously, Kelly Bates is a better coach than, than uh, Brian too was, which I'm surprised at because I – you know, Brian Chu was a good offensive lineman. I would think he knows what he's doing. I think he was the uh, 
I think he was the scapegoat of that whole debacle, to be honest with you. So, yeah, there were a but lot they of did problems. Get, they did get better. No doubt about it. But it also helps when you play Ottawa three times. That didn't hurt. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, it couldn't get any worse, like Mark said. And, I mean, the whole, the whole as Christopher was saying earlier in the podcast, you know, it depends who's beside the guy. Because who, which side did Suk Chung play on in Winnipeg, Mark? Bryant's side or Hardwick's side? I'm pretty sure he was on the left side. I'm pretty so that sure. The, that's the Hardwick no, side, No, right? Bryant was. Bryant's on the left. So, you know, he would have been on was the Bryant left. Was Bryant on the left? He, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it, it makes a yeah. difference who's next to you, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and, and... They got to give some so Chung somebody else to play with. Yeah, and at that point they had guys like Cody Husband, right? Who's now so, gone? Right. So, and you know, I mean, and I mean it goes back to the whole coaching thing. To be honest with you, for that team, I mean, I I, I tend to, I mean, we've never we never liked. Uh, who was the offensive coordinator, uh, Charles? Oh, uh, Jarius Jackson. Jarius Jackson. We never liked Jarius Jackson anyway, so. Nope. You know, so. <sighs> Any given year, everything is going to change. And you know what? Things change with attitude. And I'm, I would assume that team is going to have a whole new attitude with Rich Campbell. Yeah, and they're definitely so, going into the season with a far more experienced coaching staff than they did a year before. Absolutely. I mean, and and you know what? In reality, a lot of those coaches, you can't really fault them because they were all rookie coaches with the exception of Stubler and Kelly Bates. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I know, Brian, you did have a little bit of experience, but not that much. No. So that'll all change this year. So it's got to be better. It's got to be better, so... there another topic or was that the last one uh we do have one more topic although we we're down to about three minutes i'll just quickly go over and look at it so uh oh yeah the last topic was the uh whole situation with adam big hill calling out the uh talk show host uh wendy williams over his over her comments about uh cleft palates now i put this i put this um together this afternoon and there was actually a uh, a development here where um, uh, Wendy Williams, the talk show host, actually did apologize to Adam Big Hill via Twitter, and uh, Adam Big Hill did accept the apology. So it looks like that that is finally going to calm down. Although I was uh, right with Adam Big Hill here on this whole stupid thing and uh, the dumb talk show host, who quite frankly. Uh, made an absolutely stupid and insensitive comment, and I'm glad that Adam Bagel put the pressure on this woman um, because, quite frankly, she deserved it. Anyone yeah, else? I went on. Got just over a minute, so. I mean, yeah, all I have to say about it is, is those, there's certain things you don't do in this day and age, and that's one of them, okay? Like, yep. I can't believe she actually said that because. Because Big Hill compared it 
compared it to the bullying he took when he was a kid. Right. And, and it's the truth. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. But uh, at the very least, at least she apologized, or more likely her publicist apologized. So it looks like. And they also made a charitable donation uh, in the name of uh, Adam and Christina Bayhill's son, Bo. So that was a nice little thing they threw in. Uh, but we're going to have to go here. We're down to 30 seconds. So uh, I'll just go to uh, Will and uh, Mark to quickly say goodnight. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next Wednesday. Go Owls. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. There's no point in my BC sucks, even though they do, because Christopher is not. Yeah, and it's the off season. No, no one sucks at this time. All right, thanks, folks. Uh, let's. Uh, we'll talk to you a week from today. Uh, thanks for listening, and good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.